Welcome to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C. Welcome to another episode of ReCommerce. I'm Sarah, and today I'm here with Nicole. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about how to approach on-site conversion rate optimization from a strategic perspective. In a future episode, we're going to talk about how to approach it from a tactical perspective. But I always like to separate out these two things because I think the strategy can easily be overlooked. Absolutely. I like the way that we're going to take a look at the strategy and then also the tactics. But I have to admit, I'd love to hear exactly what you mean uh, as the the difference between these two things. You know, we we talk to a lot of merchants and they're pretty aware of what's not working on their site, at least in those kind of initial conversations, right? And it's really easy to focus on on what's not working and just kind of want to fix the problems that you're aware of makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what I often see is lacking, though, is having a firm strategy about how you're going to approach CRO or conversion rate optimization, underpinning every decision you make. As a merchant or any any business in today's landscape, really, um, but a, as a merchant, it is challenging. As, as a business owner, it is challenging for me to stay focused on my priorities. I have so much coming at me all the time that I'm constantly having to remember, these are our goals. These are our values. Mm-hmm. This is our ideal client. Um because I can easily get, you know, pulled in any which direction all day long. Mm-hmm. So um, I really just identify with this from a merchant's perspective, uh, you know, merchant to business owner. You know, I think it's it's very similar. Like there's just so much being thrown at you all of the time that without being very close to, again, your goals, your strategy, your values – it's impossible to not get distracted from those things. I think that's a great point. And I also just would add, particularly in e-commerce. I mean, people, retailers today have such new technical innovations coming at them all the time. I'm, it's very tempting to like want to try it all at once or feel like you're, if you're not implementing new stuff all the time, maybe you're getting left behind. Totally. You know, it just makes me think of, as you always say, you know, order is everything. Yeah. And, and that's what I come back to all the time. It, when, when we're having these initial conversations, we really want to drive home the idea that the order in which you invest, because from my perspective, it's really about guiding clients to making wise investments. I think because in this world, it's so easy to invest in something that might not be a bad thing, but it, you might not get the same ROI on that investment that you would on another investment. Like these are decisions that you have to make hundreds of of daily, oh, literally. 
Absolutely. And I think a great example that I've heard you share is this idea of, you know, wanting as a retailer, for example, wanting to drive traffic to a site and maybe spending, let's say, $10,000 on a Facebook campaign. And then you get sure you get more traffic. But when the traffic gets gets to your site, there's actually problems built into the site where they're having a hard time checking out or find what they're looking for or whatnot. So there's really in this idea of order being everything, like getting your site glitch free and streamlined first in terms of talking about ROI, right? Like that's, is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, I think that's a good point. And and my theory does apply there. Yes. But I'm even starting earlier in the so-called funnel. I'm saying that if you don't have your strategy in place before you start working on optimizing your checkout, that the decision-making for the, you know, I would call that a tactical implementation. Um, And I would say that the decision-making for, you know, implementing tactical things, even Mm -hmm. though we know, okay, optimizing checkout is best practice, um, you know, Mm -hmm. might not be as firm as if you were really clear on your strategy. So so maybe if I kind of talk yeah. through some of these foundational steps, mm-hmm. it'll help clarify what I mean. Right. So, so exactly like how does a retailer set their strategy? How, how would you guide a retailer in doing that? The first most important step is to identify your current growth stage. Command C's methodology for this is called challenge equilibrium and growth. And with every retailer, we can put you in one of those silos. And those silos have different criteria associated with them. Um, If you email us, I can get you, you know, a full list of those, or you can also find them on our website, but just a few from each silo. Um, Challenge is really identified by uh, low conversion rates, if you have an upcoming build or migration, consistent site bugs, like there are issues that you need to confront, you are in challenge mode. You're hearing from customers that they're having a hard time with your site. That would be a challenge site? That would be a challenge site or you're on a platform where you're like performing tasks six times because it's not optimized to work for you, right? Okay. That's challenge. Equilibrium is essentially... When, you know, you're on the right platform for you and all mission critical issues, low hanging fruit issues have been addressed. And essentially, you're no longer able to identify your site issues. Now, you might still want to grow and you might not be hitting your revenue goal still, but there aren't glaring things that you know not to be working. The site is stabilized, it sounds like. The site is stabilized. And then growth is the stage you hit after equilibrium where, you know, you have a clear growth plan in place. um, And whatever that means for you, it could be a combination of advertising and marketing um, mixed with uh, ongoing user testing, um, A-B testing if your site has enough traffic for that. But you're actively, you know, increasing sales with the knowledge that, you know, you have a stable platform underneath you. So identifying where you are is really important because going back to your example, you don't want to start investing in advertising if the user flow to checkout isn't optimized, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that is the very first part of the strategic approach is knowing where you're at. From there, you determine the strategy you're going to use 
to help you prioritize optimizations. And by this, I mean that essentially there are three base level strategies, and these are sort of you know high level basic strategies for in increasing on-site growth. So we're not talking about driving more traffic. We're talking about how do you convert more users or make more money off the site that you currently have. Mm -hmm. Those three tactics are one, to increase conversions, two, to increase average order value, and three, to drive repeat customers. And so you're saying saying that not every retailer is going to emphasize all of those equally. That there could be some thinking behind which ones to emphasize, it sounds like. Not only is not every retailer going to put the same value on each of those strategic approaches, (laughs) many retailers don't even realize that they have to be aware of those three approaches Mm. in accordance with their business. So what I mean by this for some businesses, really, you know, all three of these things, um, all three of these strategies hold equal weight. If you're Target, right, or Best Buy, you want to increase conversions, you want to increase average order value by upselling or bundling products together, you want to drive repeat customers. Totally. May not even be a hierarchy there. Maybe there is, depending on your particular strategy. But for a business like that, all of those strategic approaches make sense. Okay. So, but what about, for example, if I'm a retailer who sells baby products? And let's say, I mean, my my feeling is like uh, people are probably only going to buy one stroller, for example. Well, it's an it's an interesting example because they might only buy one stroller, and if you only sell strollers, you don't want to drive repeat customers. But if you sell a plethora of baby products, um, you definitely want to drive repeat customers. Alternatively, if you sell pool tables, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty clear that like you don't want to drive repeat customers, but you do want to increase average order value and increase conversions. Possibly increasing conversions might be your number one approach, strategic approach there, because I don't know how much upselling you can do with a pool table. Like you could certainly sell some extra sticks, mm-hmm. um, cues maybe, <laughs> and and some chalk, right? But like I don't know how far you can take. You know, the maybe maybe I'm not the right person to ask about you know pool table accessories, but the repeat purchases. Like I'm not buying four pool tables, right? You're, you're only probably going to buy one pool table in your lifetime. So um, knowing that just helps you prioritize where on your site you're investing. You're listening to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C, a development team that saves e-commerce retailers from outdated tech and ineffective operations, with a strong focus on Magento and Shopify+. Plus. You can learn more about how we help at commandc.com. Let's see here. So we've talked about... Uh, how retailers need to identify their current growth stage. That's the 
first step in establishing their strategy for on-site conversions. And then from there, we talked about how once that once once a retailer knows their growth state, then it's important to build a strategy for optimization based on where they're at, right? So that's 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 what we've established here. I guess my next question is is what does that look like internally for a retail team? Like how does um, if you were leading an e-commerce team, how would you get everybody on board uh, in consensus about what the plan is to do next and like in agreement about pain points and the vision for the road ahead and things like that? It's a great question. Um, and, you know, we work with merchants with all different size teams from from large to small and this is this is a big one. Um, not having alignment, you know, <laughs> from 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 the perspective of the agency, you know, we can we can get a sense of like how aligned this team is internally based on the feedback that we're getting. If we're getting kind of concise feedback that's consistent, or if we're getting some kind of feedback and you know from from one team member that's different from another team member. So you know, you, you can either do this well or not do this well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think kind of the underpinnings are those first two steps and making sure that your team your entire team is aligned on those first two steps. And I would even go in as far as saying also like, you know, really operating from um, a place of knowing your values as, as an organization, because values also help drive decision-making processes. But um, we talk often about staying proactive rather than reactive, right? Like in e-commerce it's so challenging not to just kind of be reacting to the landscape in front of you or the the latest fire that's, you know, occurring. So what I try to recommend is something very similar to, to what we do internally as an organization where you have to really make time to work on the business, right? And, and be aligned with your team. So either taking a retreat quarterly or setting time aside quarterly for goal setting um, is is a really imperative thing to do as an organization. And that schedule should um, work well with your sales schedule, right? So you don't want to be scheduling, you know, if you're a merchant who has a intense holiday season, you don't want to be scheduling this in, you know, late November. Um, but Getting your team together away from distractions is sort of the bottom line mm-hmm. um, in, in you know, team isolation. And then review, first reviewing those first two steps, right? Like it's always easy to get away from what's our strategy, where are we currently? And again, I want to make a plug for revisiting your company values and, and your company vision because just reminding people, oh, this is the bigger picture does wonders for the minutia of decision-making, yep, right? Absolutely. So the first thing to do is get a, a, a big old white paper, whiteboard out um, and start with a list of what's working and what's not working. I think it's really important to take stock of what's working because, you know, in e-commerce, oftentimes things are connected, right? Yeah. So 
when you are trying to mitigate an issue on your site, you could inadvertently alter something that is working. So having a clear stock of like, this is what's working really well on our site, you know, just having the whole team kind of spitball a, a broad list of, of these things, what's working and what's not working is a great place to start. I think that's really interesting because it also makes me think uh, both on the front end and on the back end, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, yeah. So I recommend kind of breaking the the working and not working down into front-end issues, back-end and administrative issues, um, platform limitations and duplicative tasks. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any room for automation or, you know, any other operations issues that you're facing? Um, are there any security issues that you're running up against? And then do you have any ideas about, you know, feature enhancement or functionality enhancements that, again, are in line with those tactics that we've mentioned above? Really, this is just a brainstorming session. And once you have these lists, step back and prioritize them. Literally put a number next to each one in terms of order of priority. When you're kind of revising and and looking at the list and prioritizing things, think about what you want to achieve that quarter and what can come at a later date, right? And make what you're looking to do that quarter manageable for the size of your business, the size of the development resources that you have, your team, et cetera. I feel calmer just even thinking about that, you know, (laughs) versus the idea of like everything needed to happen yesterday, you know? I know. It's, I swear it's, it's, that's why I take time to really flesh this out because we get merchants all the time who are like, I need to do this and I need to fix this. And I need, and I'm like, well, totally, I get it. And how can you make sure that you're being really thoughtful and optimized with your optimizations, right? These are complex ecosystems. Super. Okay. So then I, I really like what you're saying about the idea of getting a t- your team together offsite in a place where you can focus and really discuss what is working and what isn't both on the front end and on the back end. So let's say, okay, that process is done. You've prioritized what needs to happen. How do you make sure that those priorities indeed happen? So a couple things here. First is, If you can come away from that time with your team with really concrete, individualized to-dos, as we like to call them, you'll be doing yourself a favor. So get get concrete. Like try to stay away from uh, make checkout better. Like if you can, within your own team, identify, well, you know, checkout is a big word. Like what specifically about checkout isn't working? And you might not know, but even if you can further isolate what's not working, that can be a way to help the team that you're working with or your internal team back into the right solution. Um, But open-ended tasks Mm -hmm. tend to get less traction than, you know, remove upselling from the checkout, right? right? Like that's a distracting feature. (laughs) Um, Implement Shopify pay, which, you know, is a feature that we don't have to get into now, but optimizes checkout. Um, So get as concrete as you can with these takeaways. And then um, 
you know, take that list back to your development team or your, if you have an internal development team, take it. And well, I assume that they would be with you on the retreat. So let's just keep it in, <laughs> in the structure that we work, which is, you know, we partner with merchants as their development team. So take that list back to your development team and, um, Make it very clear that, you know, this list is in priority priority order. Um, make it clear what time frame you are thinking about this list in. Some of the some of the items on your list may be um, larger and some may be smaller. And that's a conversation that you can have with your your dev team. Um you know, if you're clear about your priorities and you can communicate that to your dev team, your dev team can kind of come back and say, well, you know, we could knock out items one, two, and seven within the first week. Do you want us to do that? Or do you want us to address item five, which is going to take the next month and a half and put our, you know, that can be a further conversation. But as long as you are clear on your priorities, um, that will really help kind of the roadmap for the sprints over the next quarter. Um, That makes sense because it also makes Think about what you said earlier about um, thinking about the ecosystem element of an e-commerce site. So like priority number seven might actually affect something that you've listed as number three. So you really do want to work with the agency to like get the overview of what of what moving forward will look like. There's the ecosystem, but there's also the development perspective, which is you know, it can be a lot more efficient to lump tasks together if they are either quick or they're technically intertwined. So, um, you know, we, we use Basecamp. Um, we've, we've found some ways to, we love the to-dos uh, in Basecamp. You can rearrange them. Um, Jira is also a great tool for this kind of thing. And, and there are others out there. And then anything that, you know, didn't make it into this, this quarter, keep it in a backlog. Like just keep that in a separate list that, you know, is on the, the roadmap, but it's not top priority for right now. Great. Great. All right, so we have uh, laid out the steps of establishing a strategy for on-site conversions. Thank you so much for talking this through with me. I really learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely, and I look forward to uh, our, our future episode where we can get into some of the tactical um, steps that follow You know, having this strategic approach in place. That sounds great. I look forward to it, too. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again for another episode of Recommerce. commerce